Welcome to the Bible Connect Podcast. This podcast is your Bible study meets clubhouse conversations, where we gist and have heartfelt conversations as we expand our knowledge of God and His love for us through the study of the Bible. Join the conversation and connect with us on social media. Welcome to this week's edition of Bible Connect. Hi, hi, everyone. Uh, hi, Peter. How's Yellows. it going? Good, good, good. Hi, everyone. Hiya. Okay. So just a few things, and then um, we'll basically just hand it over to Peter this evening. So thank you guys for coming. Ah, Please, we'll be telling your friends about this thing as well. Yeah, it's actually so much fun. <laughs> I wish everyone could know about it. I'm not so great with social media and I get a lot of people say, oh, you need to be on Twitter and all of that. I don't really know how to do stuff like that. But, you know, I just really believe that um, God will bring his own people and anyone that really needs it, really, we really literally just studied the Bible together and it's been so much fun so far. Um, so, yeah, we still continue to meet most likely Thursdays, but sometimes we might meet on Tuesdays as well. Um, but, Again, I'll just send out, I'll send out the, what's it called? The messages um, so everyone can meet together and you can know when we're meeting. Um, we're still strictly one hour, so that's always cool. Okay, so far we've been talking about salvation and um, particularly last week we had um, a really, I guess, kind of deep discussion. I'm really quite surprised that there's a couple of people messaged me last week when we finished about um <laughs> about the uh, some of the things that we discussed last week i'm gonna try and wait because we've still got two minutes to really start um but a, lot, a couple of people did message last week um about our discussion on salvation and i think essentially we was trying to cover how we get saved and what that really means and i think um if if i'm doing a good job of summarizing we literally was just um said that i think peter made a statement which a lot of people came back to me like uh, coming back like it was me or um that we literally all we need to do is believe and i think um a couple of people found that a bit like oh so i don't need to do anything all i need to do is believe and maybe people read that um not wrong but i guess they did not really understand even though i think we did a good job trying to break it down and trying to see what that really means um by personally i also went into the book of james i was actually not going to because it was just it happened to be something that i was studying um that day and i went to because james chapter two if we can all go there that'd be nice this is going to be fun because nobody knows what we're doing. So all of us are going to do it together. Um, and I think it's, it's way better on my phone. Hold on, guys. Hold on. So yeah, James chapter two. Um, 
we're just going to spend very few minutes on this and then we'll just get on with today. Hopefully we can finish this topic. Um, all right, so I'm going to start from 14. <laughs> okay, so someone actually came back, came back to me with this as well and just need, needing clarity. So I thought it would be a good thing to sort of buttress it here as well. Um, so it says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? If you say you have faith and don't show it by your actions, um, can that kind of faith save, save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What does that do? What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember our ancestor, Abraham? And if you guys remember, we touched on this as well last week. Was shown to be um, right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the cross. You see, his faith and his action worked together. His actions made, made his faith complete. So, and so it happened just as the scripture says, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of this. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by our faith alone. And basically, someone came back to me saying, um but you guys said we only have to believe but then james is like you know by faith alone it's it's not enough what does that mean um <laughs> and i thought it would be a good thing for us to like buttress that a little bit here and just what what was james trying to say um i don't know if i should say mine or i should just try it to the house and then just hear what everyone has to say first so anyone has anything to say guys yeah we're very very few today so please just be unmuting your mic so it doesn't feel weird <laughs> it doesn't feel like just me talking i'm actually going to shut up now all right somebody else should say something what do we think james is saying here peter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i knew I, I think i was going to say something so else yeah okay yeah um, okay yeah. yeah, what verse in particular are we, are we looking at? So we're looking from 14. Okay. And I think particularly um, where he says in 24, so you see, we are shown to be made right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Okay.
All right, let me jump in, right? So, and it's a good thing that they kind of brought this up. Um, really, really, really solid question, right? First off, I, I don't know if I'm like, because I don't know if these questions were ongoing on whilst we were talking or we didn't have time to just, just trash them because it's either that or I need to walk on my on my resting <laughs> face. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> No, it wasn't you. It was after my resting face. <laughs> it it was after I just I just got um a couple of messages sent like, oh thanks for inviting me and you know, two people actually brought the oh, yeah, same yeah. thing up. So Absolutely. And it's a good thing that it brought it up, right? Because um that's the whole idea of this whole group, you know, it's stuff like if we again I, I probably it's it's um important to keep reiterating it that the whole thing start this whole thing started by us kind of just hanging out you know hanging out in someone's living room and bouncing and asking questions and going back and forth so that's the nature of the whole conversation right if if there's a question it's kind of like a virtual sort of living room where in someone's house and we're just chilling and just going back and forth so if there's a question or something that you know you're not really sure about please feel free to ask the question but yeah i suppose to go back to this history right um one thing that we said, um, and for lack of time, we didn't perhaps going, we didn't have time to sort of go into it in more detail last week was that one of the things that you see um both in the old testament and new testament um over and over again is that God places a very high premium on our belief, on our faith, right? And so he's saying, just believe in me. And, you know, you ask the question, what must I do to, you know, to be saved? Um, and actually, before I come to this, can I just sort of take it to an example, one example? So if you go to John um, 6, I think it is, um, where, um, I think it is, All right, yeah, John 6 and verse 28, right? John 6, 28. Um, this is a question that was posed to Jesus, right? If there's anybody that is most qualified to answer this question, it is Jesus himself, right? And so here's the question that they asked Jesus, John 6, 28. And I don't have time to go into the context around the question, but I'm sure we can, you know, we would answer the question within context. John 6, 28. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may do the works of God? And Jesus answered to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him who has sent, whom he has sent. The question is, and I think it's very, if you slow down on the question and slow down on the answer, it kind of even sort of magnifies the question a little bit. Here's a question they ask Jesus. What must we do that we may do the works of God. So there are two questions in, in it. It's like, what must we do so that we can actually do the work of God? Is how do we even qualify to even get in there? And Jesus' response wasn't, it, was, it wasn't sort of layered. He went to the root of the problem or to the question. And he said, this is the work of God, All right? And it, again, back to the question. They said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God. 
Jesus responds in verse 29 of John 6. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God. So it's not a case where, you know, what must we do to do the work? You know, it's what must we do that we can do the work of God? And the question, you know, going back to the question, how can we be saved? You know, Jesus answers that question. You can ask it in different variations of it, you know, but Jesus answers it, it answers the question at its root. And it says in verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. Full stop, right? And he's, this is, if there's anyone qualified or most qualified to answer that question, is Jesus. And he says, you believe. But then you have it, you turn into um, in, in, um, James. And James says, hey, guys, um, your, your works should follow your faith, right? And um, if you read the whole context, it gives two examples. One is of Abraham. The other one is of Rahab, right? And it's talking about faith and works and all of that. Um, and it says in uh, verse 21 of where you read, James 2, 21, it says, was Abraham our father justified by works when he was, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? And this is what James is saying, that wasn't Abraham justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, to the altar? And it's important that you have to point, like, when, this is where he's, he's saying that when Abraham, you know, attempted to offer his son as a sacrifice to God, wasn't he justified? Or wasn't that the works that, you know, but then you go back to the Old Testament and you see at what point did God justify Abraham? And we read it last week. You know, it goes back to um, Genesis 15. Before Isaac even showed up. So God had even justified, the Bible says, and Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And so you see it in Romans 4 as well. It says, you know, Abraham, you know, believed God and it was counted to God as righteousness. So at what point did God justify Abraham? It wasn't when he offered his son. It was at the point where he believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So here's the thing, and, and it helps us to understand what James is talking about, that at some point, because of your belief in God, your works would begin to be in sync with what it is that you believe in. Because here he's saying, was Abraham not justified when he offered Isaac, right? But we know from the account, and we also put in the Old Testament and also in New Testament, uh, you know, references to it, that God justified Abraham, not when he offered his son, but so much more earlier. Um, and when he, before Isaac even showed up on the scene, way before Isaac showed up, and he says, you know, and Abraham believed God and he was counted to him as righteousness. Romans 4, we also quote the same part and say, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And so you have to, it's that believing God, it's, it's something that when you're, you know, there's something we say in, in sort of, um, is psychology, you know, motivation speakers use it, you know, your limiting beliefs, yourself, you know, all of these things. If once your belief system is right, you will find that the actions begin to follow. And so when Abraham is, sorry, when James is talking here about sort of justification, it's not justification before God. 
because justification before God happens purely and solely on the basis of faith and believing God. Jesus says that, and he puts a full stop there. So there's no, if we try to add more to that, then we're getting out of line of, you know, Jesus's response to the question. And so justification before God is that. Now, before human beings, right? And I'm not saying that we have to just, but before human beings, how do they see our works? How do they see the fruit of our belief is through our behavior, through our works, right? And so you see like in the, in the preceding verses, you know, of what you read, it's like, you know, if you see your neighbor or your brother hungry, you know, do you leave them and, and you know, just say bless you and, and keep you moving? And so, so before man, you know, there's this, before God, justification before God is solely and purely on the basis of belief and trust in God. But here's the thing about it is that once that happens at some point your works before man will begin to take shape and be in line with your justification before god and so this account of abraham was at least you know history i i, I don't know exact date but you know they, they say okay isaac was perhaps um in his late teens you know, because, you know, at some point his father gave him the, the sticks and everything to carry up the mountain. So he must have been strong and, you know, to be able to carry those things. I don't know. I, I, I can go back and do some research on how long it took between when God justified Abraham in Genesis 15 and what James is referring to here. Second thing I would say before I, you know, it, pass it on is that if you look at the two examples here where we're using works as an addition the two examples are not really the, you know, the best examples. One of them is trying to sacrifice his son. The other one, Rahab, <laughs> um, we didn't read it. Likewise, in verse 25 of James 2, likewise was not Rahab the harlot also justified um, by works when she received the messages and sent them out another way. Um, and so the other one, if you look at the Old Testament account, she, you know, the spies came in, she hid them, sent them another way and then lied. Those and those two works are not necessarily in Christian terms. Not the kind, not really the kind of works that, if you want to say, is, is the work that kind of follows the justification. Not the best of examples. The, you know, James could have taken other examples, and so we need to be careful in how we interpret it to think that our works is the completion or is needed to complete our salvation when we start you know going that we're mm. bearing off what jesus says and what the bible says in entirety yeah i agree i think essentially for me what what i think james was trying to say is your your work shows me which is what i think peter said what you believe essentially like it is is all is all the same i don't know how to put it like if i say i have faith in something like the 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 what the how do i explain it now hmm. the faith that you have like like how do i know that you have faith in the thing like your works will naturally show me where your faith lies so if and and it would just happen it would happen like that i don't i don't know how else to put it in words but like if i say oh god i trust in you or whatever i would be like I have to show, like my my thing will show will show what what, what I'm what I'm saying is actually how I 
scale infinitely. And I think that's, in my opinion, um, what James is just trying to say is that they work hand in hand, like your faith and your work, they're all together. And when you say you believe in something, you naturally would want to, you know, what do I believe in? Like, what does that mean? Like, you can't be doing the same thing and say you believe. Like, maybe, maybe you need to check that belief again. Because if you say you believe in something, it's like I'm saying I put my trust in this thing. I naturally would want to, I want to understand who that person is. Like, what, what does that, what, do, what does it mean to believe in you? Like, what do you require? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But it doesn't come as work. It literally just shows that this is where I put my faith. This is who I trust. You know, this is this is who um, caused the shot in my life. And that's essentially what we're doing when we say we believe in God. And even even the, the act of believing, it doesn't come to us naturally. You know, it's a gift. The fact that you can even understand and want to, you know, put your faith in God is a gift from God. So everything still goes back to him. Like he's still the one that allows that even happen in the first place. So there isn't any work that we're doing. It's him doing the work. And all we're doing is just trusting in him and just, and then that you would just show that it just naturally shows that in the things that you're doing. So like the examples that Jim's put, like you see someone hungry and you're not helping them, but you say you believe in God. If you go back to, if I think about it, why am I not giving this person my money? Um, I probably just have more faith in that in my, in my bank account <laughs> than in knowing that the God that provided that money will provide another, <laughs> you know? And when you just go down to it, it just, again, if I give you that money, I'm trusting God, faith, that he would be, he, he that provided that would provide another. So essentially your work and your faith are the same, if that makes any sense. But yeah, with that being said, does anybody if else I, have if a I, if I, sorry, Yeah. If I, do you mind if I just say something? Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm of course. cooking. I mean, well, yeah. I was just going to say, like you said, and like Peter said, um, we can't add anything to it. We already have it, mm -hmm. right? But I think, you know, if you think about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know, when you become born again, isn't it? And you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the fruit, apart from speaking in tongues, it would be the, the love, the joy, the peace, patience, kindness, being good, being gentle, having self-control. And I think those things, are, they're not works, but they're evidence of mm. an indwelling presence you do know what i mean the fruit of the spirit exactly so the, mm. those things are the fruit of the spirit and if you if you believe in god and if you spend time with the person that you love um things will begin to change and obviously in christianity there's a place of discipleship and mm. the place where we spend time with god and the place of solitude and the time where you're trying to be more like jesus you know do you know what mm. i mean so mm. those things are the things that you're not trying you, you don't have to do anything i mean i have mm. two children you don't have to do anything to earn my love they already have it i love mm. them regardless um but, but, so we can't add anything to it it's it's a gift because mm. if it's it's a gift we already have that gift of salvation but you know we're just walking in it and and those things will bear fruit and people will see it you know and, yeah. and so we're not saying live recklessly mm. live anyhow but we're saying don't don't live with the consciousness of i have to do anything because that same consciousness can and i think Paul, um it's seen it peter was saying exactly yeah. peter was saying a few weeks last week about the guilt and i remember when you do something you think oh that's happening to me because i did this and because i did this you know and and it can bring about guilt and i don't think our father wants us to do that just say sorry i'm done you know and that's it 
so yeah. yeah does that make sense a little bit yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. absolutely yeah absolutely. anyone else wants to jump on that i, think, I know we have some um, great speakers here yeah just keeping quiet i think um yeah. relying on yeah um sorry can you hear me yeah go for it yeah okay yeah so i'm um, relying on i think the problem with works is when you now decide to rely on it thinking that that's what makes god happy or yeah you're relying on it for self righteousness or mm. you're relying on it and you're taking pride in it when i mean taking pride in it so because i've healed 20 people no one can talk to me no one can you 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 think that that gives you hierarchy in the presence of god i think that's where the problem with works is because at the end of the day what your what the the, the source of your works is still based on faith so i agree with peter mm. you know, and i agree with peter a lot because your faith is obviously the beginning that's where it starts and it's also the end as well but what you do in between is, you know, is where, you know, you learn about healing, you know, speaking things into existence, you know, it goes into a lot of aspects. But I think, you know, in relation of faith and works is that your works are products of your faith. So if I have faith that, you know, someone in a wheelchair starts walking, then if that person eventually starts to walk, it wasn't because of my works, but rather my faith. Even though in reality, my works could have been telling the person to stand up or touching a person's leg or speaking into the person's life. That could have been what I see as works, but it still had to do, it had to come from a place of faith. So mm. I think, you know, where people might find it confusing is that you would you don't want to rely on your works because the moment you rely on your works the day your works just looks like it's not coming through for you then you start to have your lack of faith yeah or the moment you're seeing those works in other people's lives and it's sort of not happening for you you begin to say where's my faith has god left me so i think the beginning of everything is faith and you know in that verse specifically, I'm just going to read it. In that verse specifically, um, James 2.24, he said, so you see we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Now, I, I, I think what he was saying here is that, you know, like what you were saying, if uh, what you were saying literally before I cut you off is that your faith, I think you are saying something about... Um, so I'm just trying to remember what you said, but you said something so important. You were saying that the work you're doing is as a result of your faith, basically, in terms of like, mm -hmm. um, you use a particular statement I'm looking for, like it to just come out of you. Yeah. Like, you know, blessing someone, when you see someone walk by, you're blessing someone, I use take or God bless you, or you help someone. That's a result of your faith. That's a result of the fruit of the spirit, the faith that you have. So, in that regard, I think that's what James is talking about. And I think he's advising us to not just say we have faith and just sit at home. He's actually saying that we should go out there and preach about the faith and yeah. use the faith to bless others as well. I think that's yeah. what James is saying. That I don't think James is saying that we mm. should rely on our faith. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not sorry. Not, I'm sorry, not saying what? That. 
it works yeah, there, and we should rely on our on our works and just yeah. use that to you know boast about I think that's what, yeah yeah that's really good thank you so I, I think yeah sorry um just before anyone is like please I think we should you know spend some um spend some time really addressing it because we're building the foundation and if you look at if you've been with us since the first week it's like we're building kind of you know if i use christian is precept upon precept like you know it's from one week to the other it's kind of building and and i suppose it's a good thing that you started us off today if every day is right in terms of that um the, the discussion between faith and works um and how that plays out but one thing that you know for me is just it's interesting and it's i find it really this really good conversation right but you know it's like if you read the book of galatians where like paul who wrote that spends a whole lot of time on and he uses some very strong words um you know in 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 addressing the galatian church in in terms of and it spends a lot of time on works and uh, and 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 faith right um and you know, I was just gonna read like Galatians three, um, verse two. Now let me read from Galatians three from verse one. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among us as crucified. This one thing I want, I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Or by the hearing of faith you know and he does like and there are even harsher words that paul uses in the whole book of galatians when addressing it and he was more kind of trying to rebuke and and i suppose it's, it's sort of on this same conversation on on faith and works um i say that to say two things one is that uh, uh, uh at least one book in the bible was devoted to this conversation like you know and and then devoted devoted to this conversation to new covenant believers in the sense of be careful that you don't start off with faith and then get um lured into i need to put my works to substantiate it right and that's kind of one of the central themes of Galatians, right is that like faith like how you know he's talking he's saying here in the verse that i read is like you know um did you receive the spirit by works and then it goes on in another verse and it says you know he who walks um in verse five of the same chapter three therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and walks miracles amongst you does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith and for me is i grew up in a very very christian home traditional christian home right and you know there was a lot of emphasis on my outward performance to the point that he it almost equated to my fate and to my belief in christ and so it was kind of on a day you know it's just as i said in terms of on a day that i'm not not too good on my works i think my salvation is kind of in uh in in jeopardy type thing and but paul does this thing and you see in in all of his writings where he's really laying a huge emphasis on you know the hearing of faith and about believing and about all of these things and it's not to say that there isn't a place and, and hear me out it's not to say that there isn't a place for our performance and all of these things you know one of the things i was going to say when 
you spoke and Sister Philos spoke as well, is that, you know, uh, and I think, um, who was it? I can't remember. Um, I think it was Babs to say something around, you know, it's the, the fruit of the spirit in the sense that fruit is something that ha happens not because you focus on the fruit. It happens because of everything else that you put in place, right? And so the fruit, which is our actions, happen not because I spend a lot of time being too, you know, conscious about my actions. My actions happen because of everything else by my, because of the conditioning, because of, you know, um, and all of these things that happen. So it's, if I'm spending so much time focusing on, you know, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. I end up kind of unintentionally veering off into being so focused on my works, the fruit, and I'm not, and then what happens is like the fruit actually be bearing it. It should be a case of, you know, you plant it in the right soil, you water the plant, you do all those things. And that goes back to, you know, where we say, hey, spend more time with Jesus, hang out with him, right? And the fruit will take care of itself, right? If you hang out with someone who you know, and you, you know, imagine you wake up tomorrow morning and you're so full of love, right? It's just the same thing. It's like someone that is so full of love, right? Really, they've just, you know, like their crush love them. Everything ticks, you know, everything is just happening. You don't have to tell that person to be nice to other people. They happen to be nice. You know, they happen to let certain things, you know, slide. And I know it's like, that's not, it's a very wide generalization. There's some people that are just nasty, whether they're on a good day or not, but you hear what I'm saying <laughs> is that like, you don't have on a day that I'm feeling it's just on a day where it's just imagine a day that you and we're okay, we're among Christians here. Let's talk, you know, the day that you have a good quiet time with God. That day, you know, you you're you're so filled in the spirit, at least before 12, you know, okay, before 10 o'clock. That day, you know, you're kind of, you know, you're kind, you're, you know, it's like if God says something like your spirit picks it up, like, yeah, I'm on this, I'm doing this, right? And it was not because you were focused on trying to be there, it's just because of the conditioning. You were in the right soil, you know, you had everything right. So, and I suppose what, you know, if you, it, when people kind of, when we start elevating works to equate our salvation, then we risk being in danger of what happened to the Galatian church, where mm -hmm. Paul was now having to now rebuke them with such harsh words. In, in chapter one, he was like, listen, you know, okay, different conversation. But for where we read, it says that, um, tell me, how did you get this, the Holy Spirit? Was it because of works or the hearing of faith? And then in verse five, it says, you know, the, even the working of miracles, how did the working of miracles happen? Was it because you fasted? Was it because you did all of these things that are really, you know, Christian, anything, Christian things to do? Or was it because of the hearing of faith? And so that was the first point I wanted to make that, you know, yeah. the works is something that happened because as a result, as you've rightly said, and, and everyone is echoed in this place, it's not by focusing on the works. The works happen by doing other things, things yeah. that perhaps are not even visible. Yeah. But the other part I also want to say is, um, I find that, and this is me, and I'm not trying to, I'm not preaching anything. I'm just, this is my comment on the whole conversation. I, I find in like if there is you don't realize it until you until you're looking for it that the emphasis on fate 
is so much more than the emphasis on what I do. Like the emphasis on my belief and what I believe is so much more than what I do. So here's an example. If you believe that like God is the creator of the heaven and earth and everything, and God loves me there, like he really truly loves me, right? I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about kind of like my provision or stealing or lying to get ahead or stuff like that, like which is other works things, right? And it's more a case where if I see those kind of things that I don't like in my life, the problem, and I, I, I shouldn't be, or if I want to do the root cause analysis of that, it's not necessarily that thing I'm doing that is wrong. It's because of what I believe that is wrong. If that makes sense. Right. So it's like, if I'm, if I find myself doing a habit that is, if I find myself in something that is not right, it's not necessarily that the, the problem fact, is, yeah. the it's fact not that, that you're okay with that is the, is the real issue. No, I'm, you put it this way. Here's the thing. I might not even be okay with it. I might not even be okay. I might be screwing about it. And, and here's, let me, let me give an example, right? Is, uh, let me, we're, we're, we're kind of in, in, in good company here. So it's like, if I find myself kind of drawn to, say pornography, right? I'm not comfortable with it. And I know this is, you know, we don't talk about it in Christian circles, but hey, a lot of people suffer with it. The problem is not, you know, I'm focusing on maybe I, yeah, the pornography is the issue, but it probably it's my belief, something I'm believing wrong about God. It's something I believe wrong about what he said of my word. And now I'm not talking about, I'm believing that God said it's wrong, all right, no. I'm talking about, it might be a case that actually, there is a belief of, you know, there might be a belief, something, there might be a, a belief about how much God loves me. Because on the day that God loves me, pornography doesn't have that much power on me. On the day that I'm, I'm like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you're in love, everything is good. It's like, nah, you don't even have that pressure. But on the day when I'm like my lowest ebb, and it's, and that's the point. So and I, I know I kind of swung for the fences there. Um, but I'm trying to think for an example. Say I have a problem with exaggerating, right? I have a problem with, you know, I'm in conversation and, you know, it's just time and I have, that's something I just found myself in. I don't like it. Most times I catch myself and I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Last time it's not going to happen again. The problem really isn't about the exaggeration, right? I mean, that is the problem. But like, why am I actually doing that in the first place? It might be because of my, my desire to impress the people I'm speaking to. And it's like, okay, you go back and it's like, actually, I don't think I'm enough. I don't think that, you know, I, I, my, I have that, like I'm interested enough for people to know me. Mm, I don't think that the value good. is there. And if I sort that part out, I don't even have to think about exaggeration. You just... That's where the food mm. just happens effortlessly. Mm. Like I, I don't mm. like. I, I just like once I deal with that issue of what I believe, mm. the fruit happens effortlessly. And then you, when you see that, you're like, wow. And you go to the Bible. You now see that there's so much emphasis on belief that it's actually so in your face, but we don't see it because we're so focused on the works. Yeah. We're so focused. And so most times when we read it, we're reading it to see what is the new rule I need to obey. Mm. What and, is the thing I need to work out? 
yeah. and, and not seeing the actually you know what he's saying behind it and i'll just end with that in, you know that where i read in in john 6 where the guys ask the question you know what must we do that we may do the works of god what they were so focused on is they want to do it and they're, and they're coming from a good place mm-hmm. i want to do the works of god i want to be holy i want to be right i want to be doing that and jesus is like yo just fix your belief just trust you know like if you fix the belief part of it the works would take care of itself yeah. all right i'll shut up yeah that's good just before i take elizabeth question i can see your hand please um i would say one thing like guys <laughs> this is so funny that we're talking about this because the works could not save us is essentially why jesus came in the first place and the works is law you they're literally the same thing if i'm like i can't do this i can't do that God knew that that couldn't do it. And that's why Jesus came in the first place. So if we're going back to what am I doing? What am I not doing? You're literally going back to what can't save you and leaving what can save you that has been provided. So um, that just dropped on my spirit. And, and I just thought, yeah, guys, literally, it couldn't do it. It couldn't save us. You know, there was too many things. If you read um, Leventicus, guys, you will not even you even want to follow any walks. You just stick to the one that God is saying you have faith. Because those things, we couldn't do it. Do you think you're not you're not chatting with your friends? You're not doing that is what will save you? Like it cannot, it couldn't do it. There, there were too many. Do you know what I mean? There were too many laws that God is like, listen, this can't even work. Let's just this is the way. This is the way, guys. When you fix your belief, like he was saying. It just naturally happens. And I think, um, yeah, with that being said, let me just take Elizabeth's question. Please go on. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, so when I when I came in, um, I know I, I definitely came in late, so I'm not sure if this has been touched on. So apologies if, um, if I ramble a little bit about something that you've previously mentioned. Please feel um, free. That's what that's what we always do here, anyways. At least <laughs> that's what I do. So, joy. <laughs> I tr- I try to be really brief. Um. Okay. So, uh, if I, you 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 used an example earlier about um, like having faith, and you the example that you used kind of <laughs> was a bit of a trigger in the sense that um you know like you sometimes you want to help someone, and having the faith um to give them money um and just like understanding that god you know that money's come out from somewhere and god will replenish and stuff personally i struggle a little bit with that and that's because my faith the line between faith and being reasonable and being um practical um is the word i tend to struggle to find a balance and with that example you know, I don't know if, like, you guys, when you were growing up, you had this, you know, in church, it's like, you have to, you know, the sowing of seeds kind of thing, and um, it's almost as if, like, the more you sow, it's like, the more God is going to bless you, and sometimes it's like, the the more risk you take, you know, the more, you know, so, for example, someone that comes out and gives all they have in their pocket, and they don't even have transport to go back home, it's like, that's, like, the most faith is like that's the the most if they were to compare that person to someone who gave even more money but has more left in their bank account that other person has higher faith if that makes sense 
Mm. Um, and and I know that faith, I've heard testimonies where people do that and on their way home, they get a call and something, something works. And, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> the, 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 the um, replenishing of their pocket is almost instant, you know. <laughs> mm. I know, I know it can work, but where, how do I, is there like, is there a thin line between having faith or is there even any line in, like, is there any line of, let's say, practical, practicability, if that's the word, or, you know, with faith or when it comes to faith, it's just like all or nothing. I don't know if good question. Is. It makes a whole lot of sense, man. Good question. I don't know if, well, at least to me, it makes sense. I don't know if if that's the case for most people as well. If there's anyone who wants to answer, yeah, please jump I think in. Definitely. I mean, first of all, I would, I would, I would say quickly that um, you know, the the talk is on sal- salvation, like faith with salvation rather than faith with money. But not not to say we're not going to talk on that. But I was just trying to explain in my own understanding what James was saying in regards to people not they are Christians, essentially. Um, but I would say we're, we're really talking about faith in terms of salvation. But no, 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 we're still touching that. We, we're still talking about it. I just wanted to clarify. Oh. Um, well, isn't that, that what, though? Like, like even, even that giving is it, still part of this. Yeah, work. exactly. I was going to say, when you say um, um, I would give out all my money um, with the hope that that money would multiply itself, your faith is in the money that you're given in the first place, if, right. if that makes any sense, rather than, it, when, when it comes natural, it's not that I'm like, oh, I'm sitting down here, can't you know what God, and I don't, and I, I definitely also struggle with this, I'm not gonna lie, because I am not one of those people that um and i think my my sister would probably love to talk about this because we see things completely differently i am not one of those people that sit down looking at everything that i've done for god and saying okay god now i've done this i've done that i've done that i don't i'm not it doesn't come natural to me but then you know people preach that as christians you know god will provide for you uh whatever it is that you you know if you do things god will provide for you and and you know, it, God is a God that blesses and rewards those who seek Him. That's the one. That's the word. And naturally, I personally don't go by that because I think that even in that, my faith is still in what I'm doing. With subconsciously, I'm like doing this. Yeah, I've read it. I've I've heard that testimony. Yeah, yeah. My faith is still not in God. It's still in what I'm doing, hoping that that would work for me. And I think that's where the line is, where I'm just doing it because I love God. And whether or whether or not what happens, like, it's because that's who I am. Like when you become a Christian, when 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 the fruit starts, sorry, when the fruit starts to produce it, well, that's, I cannot to do that. Does that make any sense? Like, that's who I am. I can't, I can't just see somebody and just walk past. I can't just do that. It naturally doesn't come to me like that. And that's, that to me, is the work of transformation that happened from my salvation. So that's what I would say on that shop. Mm. Um, Thanks. Anybody else that wants to say something from the audience, please? I feel like, <laughs> please. please jump on. <laughs> David, married, um, Emily. Emily is an amazing speaker, by the way. See, there you go. I can't see you. Can you like jump on this? 
What do you guys think? Oh lord, I knew you were gonna say that. Before. <laughs> I just knew it. Um, hi guys. Hey. I'm kind of frying yeah. some chicken at the moment. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I'm just taking in. I think if I just to echo what you said. Um. Yeah. My mind's gone blank. Mind's <laughs> no worries, blank. no worries. We'll come back to you. <laughs> I think Philip is a muted, so go ahead, Philip. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I guess as in our society, one of the things we need to unlearn is that when we do things, we get a result. But spiritually, um, faith is a prerequisite for works. So we don't work and then get our faith, but we we have faith. And out of that, as um, Ife said, we start to see the fruits of that and we start to work. If we look at um, the scriptures we're referring to, what Paul was sharing, he's talking to both Gentiles and Jews, right? Sometimes he's talking to the legalists. Sometimes he's talking to the new believers. So we're talking about people that are some of them are just fully focused on faith because they're just got a zeal for God. They've just found God. And then others that are fully concerned on works and just concerned on the law. So the majority of the target of his audience would have been Gentiles, which means like they're excluded from being able to perform some of the works of the law. And we're also probably not capable of performing a lot of them due to cultural differences, logistical issues. I mean, if you look at Romans three and four, Paul always brings up the issue of um, perceived division between Gentiles and Jews in terms of what makes them righteous or eligible for salvation. In Galatians, like you said, there was this argument whether or not circumcision was necessary for Gentiles to become part of their church. So I think in Paul's time, there were many arguments and we try to relate this to our time, which we always have to do, but we also have to look at this from an ancient Jew point of view. So there's many arguments with regards to establishing a minimum compliance within the law before a Gentile becomes a member of Christ's family. And I think Paul's argument is that Gentiles are not less righteous because they're not committing their law, they're not doing works. But first you have to look inside your own heart and where your faith is at. So faith is always a prerequisite for works. When you apply your faith, when you believe in God, all the opportunities to fulfill works they'll just come they'll just come to you you don't have to do anything you don't have to work at it the battle is not yours it's the lord's so, because um we've essentially might feel as a gentile we're doing less works but our ultimately our, our own only thing we need to focus on is um seek first the kingdom of god and paul is arguing that both gentiles and jews of us are justified by the same standard and that's the faith in the gospel that he's preaching. And it's not on the law or the works that we're fulfilling. Gentiles and new believers or those that are not showing work, showing out and giving big money um, in front of everyone in the church, they're still righteous because of their belief in God, not being based on obeying a law or fulfilling a certain work and giving or, or helping. or do, It's all going to come to the heart. And that's what's the common denominator in everyone. Wow. Thanks. Thank you so much. I, I Honestly, first of all, I was really 
Um, I wasn't expecting that voice. That, that <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, this is good. This is good. Pay attention to this, Peter. <laughs> and it was good. So thank you so much, man. <laughs> I really appreciate Listen, it. Peter is the one with the deepest voice amongst us. But now. <laughs> no, thanks a lot, Philip, man. Thank you. That, that was really good. Um, I, I think, Elizabeth, here's, here's my, here's, how I respond to that, right? Um, and it might sound like I'm going to argue for both sides, but bear with me and work. Uh, and like I said, this is me rambling. You know, you make reference to to James, and he was like, "All right, you know, giving and and such like." And we've seen it also in 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 church, in you know, in Christian gatherings where someone gives a testimony, and you know, it kind of feels a little bit instant. And and you know, here's here's. I'll use some Bible references here. All right. So first of all, if you look at the prodigal son, if there was a Christian that worked, if there was a Christian that walked past when the prodigal son was eating from the pigsty, the default response that you would expect from the Christian would be, let me give this dude some food. The problem with that is that and again, I'm I'm arguing from silence because the Bible, that never happened in the Bible, but I'm arguing from silence, but work with me. The problem with that is that it would have made that dude continue in and it would, in that sort of lifestyle, and I'm not meaning it's a good lifestyle or whatever, but he would have made him stay longer there and not come to his senses where he would think, actually, there are servants in my father's house that have enough and to spare. And so there are certain times when you know if you're going and and philip touched on this um in so many ways in what he said if you go rigidly by the law it might look christianese on the outside but it might not be what god wants you to do at that point in time and so uh, you know and i use that example um, and, you know, and we, we spent previous weeks talking, you know, looking at books of, or a majority of our conversation was centered in, in Romans. And one of the things that, you know, I suppose developed that story from, you know, or his, um, you know, his, his writing from chapter one all the way to the final chapter of it. He gets into the middle part where we kind of, you know, discussed about um, two weeks ago around you know chapter seven um and he says stuff like you know um if you're free you know he that he's free from the law you know you're you're married to another um that you may bear fruit unto god and he says that we're not um let me be accurate in my in quoting um all right so i'll read you know romans 7 and I'll just read verses four to six. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should be a fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions were aroused by the law, um, were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. Now, verse six, but now we've been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. And Paul says that this is who we are now. 
we should serve God in the newest of the spirit and not in the um, oldness of a letter in the sense that we're, we should be led by the spirit of God in our decision-making. So there might be times when you work past Tesco's and you're not led to give to the guy who is working, who is sitting outside there, you know, asking for arms. You know, if you go by just the oldness of a law of the letter, every time you walk past, you should give that dude some money. Mm. All right. You know, that's the law. You know, and you were working to that rigidness of it. But here's what Paul says that, you know, God set us free that we should bear fruit to God and not working to bear fruit to that. You know, and you say that, you know, and uh, the Bible also says, you know, they're, they're um, um, dead works. You know, we're doing it, but they're just dead. It's dead work. So it's like, here's what God wants us to do, to work in the newness of the spirit where we are led um, by the spirit of God as to what to do. Now, I say this, and I have to put a caveat out there in a the sense that there are also people who will have, who have abused this mm. you know, and they've used it like you know guilt treat people into giving and to doing things that wasn't really spirit-led because you know everything's working in spirit and you know sometimes we guilt trip that you know a, a maybe not the best example but i've heard it you know i grew up in church like proper proper church so um where someone would say you know like some you know, an invited guest would say something like you know um just like the woman that, you know, gave her, you know, um, with Elijah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, give me your last, you know, put all your money in the, in the offering basket, blah, 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 you know. Um, and, you know, I, God, we bless you. Like you blessed that woman, you know, and she yeah. had enough for her son and stuff. But here's the thing that what, what does people feel to say is that God told Elijah, you know, go to this place. Um, I have instructed the woman to do this. So if God is telling that pastor to tell me to do something, God must have told me. Uh-huh. Yeah, told me. <laughs> so when the woman, when Elijah got there and he said, you know, make us, you know, she said, I can't remember what the measurement was, you know, um, give me, I think she had like half a, a bottle of oil and some flour to make cake for her son. Yeah. Um, you know, and when you read that, you think that, man, this woman must have been brave because Elijah just like, listen, woman, just go and make that cake for me. <laughs> and she went and did it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, it kind of places when you miss out, you know, those sorts of things. And, but those are the deciding, you know, things on which the whole story hinges on. If you miss the fact that when God told Elijah that I have instructed the woman to do that. So when the, when the prophet came, she already heard from God. So it wasn't a struggle. I mean, it, yes, she said, hey, listen, I only have this for me and my son. We're going to eat this and die, you know, and, you know, and so when Elijah said, don't worry, go do this. She already heard from God. And so I have to put that, that caveat out there. Like the reality of our new covenant belief in Christ is that God doesn't want us to work in the rigidness of the letter. Um, he wants us to work in the newness of the spirit to yeah. bear fruit to God, because mm. if you follow that, you will always be a fruit to God. Mm. Um, but then don't let anyone abuse you or guilt trip you into using that passage to making you to do things that perhaps are not spirit led. Yeah, I would say even ourselves as well. I know personally, I say this because I struggled with that a lot. Um, and 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 when when I was praying about it, the Holy Spirit was that it all just boils down to my intentions. Like sometimes I give just so that 
people can see me and be like, oh, she's such a good girl. Like sometimes I really, in natural, like, like, like um, Peter is saying, it's not like God is telling me to give that person at all. In fact, it's that I'm just thinking in my head, you know, this person will probably see me, you know, as an amazing girl, or a child of God or something, you know, like that. And I think it all just always boils down to your intention. And I think um, there was one part of the Bible that um, we read in, in Romans and the words was that God is looking at the inner works of your heart. And I think it all just boils down to that. And there are also times where I walk past and the honest truth is the reason why I'm not giving is that I really don't think I can afford it. And, and God checks me sometimes like, go back and do it. You know, and I think is 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 what um, Peter is saying in like following the work of the Spirit and and following the leadership of the Spirit of God. Um, but we will talk about this ne next week because I'm I, I want us to finish by eight thirty. Um, I think the question would be, and I really would like for you guys that are here to please come because you you sort of know what is going on. Um, the, the thing with this is that we, we don't finish. And so a lot of people come like last week, a lot of people were asking me to send, um, you know, our previous recordings, thank God we started recording because, you know, they, they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys talking about? Um, but please, I would like for you guys to really come out. I would really like for us to look at discipline in salvation. And um, I think it, it basically came from what Elizabeth asked. And I was thinking about it to myself that I did times where you have to discipline yourself to, to study the word of God. You have to discipline yourself to pray or would that be works? Um, where does discipline fall in salvation? And I would really like for you guys to please come, Philip, Emily, Elizabeth, everybody, Babs, I'm going to call all of you, thank God you're never many, um, Emmanuel, David, who else have I not called? I don't know what stands is, but yeah, I'm going to call everybody. Please come. Um, I want to I, I want to know what you guys think. Like, does, does discipline play any role at all? in salvation or would that be classed, um would that fall under works but yeah with that being said that's it guys we're done for today okay um before we go i would just like for us to pray um for each other and and yeah just call it a day really guys if you have any prayer points just put it up in the group chat and then we would pray with you um but if not by the way, sorry, um, oh, Elizabeth, yes. did that answer your question yes. or? Oh, yeah, yes. My question was adequately answered by cool. everyone. Excellent. So thank you. Thanks for asking, by the way. Um, Mary wants to pray. Go on, Mary. Hi, guys. Sorry, I was not able to like be 100% part today. I had to just step out and I was kind of in and out of the conversation, literally having the same conversation with the people I was with. I'm forcing everybody to listen to what you guys are talking about. So that's really, really good. Um, thank you so much. And um, I'll just pray for us. And um, if anyone has anything to pray about, um, please just put it in the chat and then we'll just pray. Father Jesus, um, Father God, we thank you. We thank you because you're such a good God. We thank you because you're so kind and patient towards us. We thank you because you are such a loving Father. Um, so good to us we thank you because you teach us these things so good we come to learn at your feet we thank you because you want us to be children who know more about your heart 
Lord Jesus, as we have um, learned and talked a lot about this faith thing, like I heard what Peter said about, you know, dealing with the foundation of the issue as opposed to the issue. God, there are many of us that are struggling in different areas of our lives, oh God. We pray that, God, you, the Holy Spirit will go and do the inner work in us in Jesus' name and deal with the roof of the issue. And, oh God, we will come out transformed, not because we are trying too hard, but we'll come out transformed because you, God, have gone to do the work for us because we know that you've already and oh god we would be oh god a, manif a, a manifestation of a changed life oh god that our community our sphere of influence our friends our families everyone mm -hmm. see that there's something different about these people there's something special because it would not be just what we do it would be what you've done in us in jesus name and you would do it through us as well in the name of jesus making us oh god just an example of what a faith um field a faith a christian life would look like thank you lord we love you father we thank you for loving us first you're such an amazing god and thank you for everybody on the on the team oh god we thank you for everyone who's joined in you bless every one of us oh god and allow us to go to be um just like your, your your the branches that is that connected to you which is divine in jesus name that will be got an extension of you everywhere we go and we'll just be specially blessed and special testimonies all of us all this we ask for thanksgiving in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. thank you everybody love you all thank you thank you guys have a wonderful week and uh see you in a fortnight bye Hi guys. Please. Let me try and use Philip's voice. <laughs> Bye guys.